0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of uh, A Toda Madre, the podcast. And guys, you already know, like I uploaded one and here we go to the number dos. Um, Before we totally completely dive in to this podcast episode, you guys are going to have to bear with me. One, the exterior noise of our backyard being done is a part of it. But also, I just want you to know that this was the speech that I gave at Mujeron Movement event um, a couple weeks ago. And before we dive into the speech itself, obviously, I had to modify it because I was in person. I was live. I had certain visuals. So you're going to have to bear with me because I'm going to have to talk through some of the visuals I have as this is a podcast and I don't do the YouTube video thing um, because that is not... One of my spiritual gifts. <laughs> so so just bear with me. Um the speech is gonna be a little bit modified because this is a podcast and you can't see me. So I'm gonna be talking through it. Um, and obviously it's not gonna be in this rawest form because I was looking at my notes and even in the beginning I give like a big congratulations to Sonia. I shout out a couple of my girlfriends. And you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it and I'm saying it out loud, I might just read it as is because my girls do deserve the credit. And I was like, oh, it's going to be so weird if you just like read it like how it is. But you know what? No, fuck it. I am because Sonia deserves the credit. Beth deserves the credit. My best friend deserves the credit. So you know what? Yes, I'm just going to read it as is. Woo. We like talk that one out, but we, we here for it. So, okay. So just keep that in mind when I read my speech, because you're going to be like, what? But it's fine. It's fine. Bear with me. We're going to make it work. It's going to happen. Whatever. Now. One of the things that I really wanted to talk about, though, is the story of Mujeron Movement and what it means to me and how it's played a role in my life and how the foundational piece of community is friendship and relationships. And I did a podcast episode earlier about community and I guys, again, it's just such It's such a foundational piece and we really try to say like I'm self-made. I did it by myself like all of these things and it's just it's just so powerful and we really like you know the saying like don't knock it until you try it. This is one of the biggest things of don't knock it until you try it because a lot of times we hear stories, right? Of like, well, I was wounded because girls can be mean and we do the mean girl thing and we do the comparison thing and we do the, I don't fit in thing. And I understand that, but that means that you just haven't found your space yet. You haven't found your community. And I really wanted to share this specifically because one of the, my favorite things that I heard And it's crazy because now she's a client, but she said, I had to remind myself several times that day that I wasn't walking into a space of like, I'm sizing myself up against the next girl. I had to keep reminding myself, no, this is a space where everyone wants to be my friend and everyone's learning at the same time. That's what Mujeron Movement represents. That's what Sonia does. And literally, Sonia is a girl's girl. She is your friend first and everything else after. And I just, again, I really, ooh, I didn't think I was going to get emotional. But I... I just really believe Sonia in that aspect. And I'm so proud of her. And one of the things that a lot of people don't know is that I was one of Sonia's first coaches. And so for me, this event meant a lot because this is a vision that she's had in her heart for a long time. And when we were in coaching, um, when she was my client, This is the type of vision that she shared for years. And she'd say like, you know, I want to have an event. I want to have like a type of conference for women and it just be an all day of growth and learning and support and community. And that is the one thing that like Sonia always drives home is community and growth. And, and her literally her uh, tagline is becoming the mujeron of your dreams. And if you haven't heard her story or know what mujeron means, I really encourage you to go follow her, go check her out. Her story is great. I love the actual word of it and the story behind the word. Um, and I, and she has a podcast episode. So literally like Google her or I will, once I upload this and I share in my stories, I will tag her in it. Um, because she's just a phenomenal human being and it's taken me a lot of time to just like process that day um because it was so powerful it was so beautiful and it represented so much to so many of us but especially Sonia and I think that even for me like being a girl's girl as well It was a really emotional day because, and I cried the night before when we went to go have um, drinks, I cried with her before because it's really cool to see your friend's dreams come true. And it feels really cool because you, you know, you're like sitting with her on the other side of it and being like, Hey, it's going to happen. Hey, it's going to happen. Put in the work, put in the work, put in the work. And earlier the week before the event, we were hopping on Zoom calls, and like there were tears and like support and advice and delegating to be had and said and done. And it is just so good when you see the homies win. And that's what I love about my life, even more, is that I'm not in a space of just like comparison or being like, you know, what is, what are the coaches over here doing? What are the coaches over here doing? Like me, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it is like, we're all winning. There's all space for us. We can all eat at this table. And that is just for me, something to be so proud of. But again, it's just, it's such a win for Sonia that not only is she like crossing the finish line on her own, like on her lonesome, she's literally bringing us all alongside with her. So that's just like, again, I can't, I can't bring that home enough and, and how Sonia's always willing to share her platform, share her space, share her story and, and how it means so much to so many of us. And again, it was a space of meeting all your IG friends in real life. <laughs> so that was cool too. Um, And I just again, it was just so dope to see Sonia's vision come to life in real time. Um, it's really cool being one of her first coaches that she was my client at the time and just hearing her talk about these things. And now it's like finally happening. And fun fact, I was one of the first people that, uh, well, she had done like Mujeron events, but I was the first paid for event because I was like, Sonia, you deserve to be compensated for the skills that you have, the platform that you have. And because you're providing an amazing service and you're putting in your time. And it was so great because she was really nervous. She was really nervous about charging people. And again, like we all do, right? We all have the imposter syndrome flare up and being like, is this really worth it? Like, would anybody want to buy this? And again, it's just amazing because Now she put on this huge event. Now she has her own program. Now she has like all of these things. And it's just so dope to look back and be like, this is where I started. This is where I grew from. These were the limiting beliefs I had back then. And so, uh, again, I'm just, I'm so grateful for that friendship. So grateful for that event. Ooh, and it's just going to be bigger and better every single year. So, again, if you're feeling all the FOMO, like, literally get your coins ready to come next year be in that space be in that energy um because she's she's taking over that's just that's what it is no questions asked and again I'm proud that I'm her friend but also proud that she gave me the opportunity to get up on stage and serve a word that I felt people really needed to hear and I felt really resonated. And then when I asked her, hey, can I share what I shared at Mujeron on my podcast? And she was like, go for it. Again, she is such like she she's not scared. She's not scared. She's like, go share it. Serve your people, serve your community, do it. She is not stingy with how she serves. Um, this whole podcast is gonna be I love Sonia because <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so I'm going to I'm gonna dive in. I'm going to share what I talked about. Um, I have my notes in front of me, so that's why you might hear paper rustling. I, I'm going to read it word for word because, again, this is a podcast setting. So I hope that it serves and just like bear with me because I have to modify a little bit because uh, I don't have a visual. So this is what it is. This is what we're running with. And just pretend... You are sitting at Mujeron Movement and you're sitting in that chair and you are hearing me speak that Saturday morning. So here we go. Let's dive in. Good morning, amigas. Before we do anything, I would like to state a couple of things. Sonia, thank you for your vision. Thank you for always sharing your community. I love you. I'm proud of you and congratulations on today. Also, I would love if everyone could give a round of applause to my friend, Beth Yohani Walls. She did all of this. It takes a village, not just for the children, but for the women as well. Side note, Beth is my friend in real life, but also was my stylist, I shared her in my stories about like my shopping trip to Zara. She nailed it on the first try and um, she's just amazing. So friends who really pull through with their spiritual gifts big, big key. And I'm so grateful and back to it. And lastly, Sierra, my best friend in the entire world is here today. And I wouldn't be here on this stage if it wasn't for her side note, that is all true. But here are the house rules as anyone speaks today and you like it or vibe with the energy or are picking up what they're putting down that I want you to express that I want to sneeze snaps I want to hear a I want to hear mm hmm and that part okay, so in your car, and you vibing I want to hear the same thing. But I want to remind you that this is a safe space. Today I would like to begin the practice that if tears come to your eyes at some point you won't say sorry for your tears or push down any of the feels starting today. Sierra, my best friend is a witness from a very young age. I have always been a welcomer of feelings. So I'm inviting you into that space. Okay. Okay. Now let's breathe. Let's all take a deep breath, breathe in and out. We are going to breathe and receive today. So, my name is Sylvia Brands, and I know what you're thinking. Brands, don't worry. She's Latina, but she married a man from the Midwest who literally lives where the Corn Palace is. Google it, okay? I don't have that kind of time. His name is Drake, and no, not the rapper, because if it was the rapper, I wouldn't be here. I would be out there video hoeing and body rolling like it's my job, but Jesus, unfortunately, didn't want that for my life. Okay, so here we go. Let's start at the top. We're going to pretend and do a lot of visualizing today. So pretend you're going somewhere like the super bomb ass trip. Okay. So you're taking all of your good stuff, the 14 outfits for three days, your entire skincare line, all the cute shoes for only to, for you to only wear the same little chancletas that you wear at home. Mm, Yes, I said it. And your accessories. So the value in that bag already is like, wow, just the skincare alone has you like, oof. So yes, value in your baggage, right? Okay. And I want you to envision like a big maleta, big luggage size suitcase. Okay. Now for this next part of the visualization. Now on your pretend trip, the airline loses your bag. (gasps) I know. And you are pissed. You're like, oh my god, my 14 outfits, my cute shoes, my chancletas, and oh my god, my skincare line. So then you roll up to the baggage claim counter and you're pissed and you're like, sir, I need my bag and you better find it or I'm going to go live and put all y'all on blast for losing my shit because all of my valuables are in there. So now I'm going to ask you to hold on to that thought, okay? Hold it, hold it, hold it. Now we're going to come over here and we're going to visualize a different scenario. You're sitting across from someone in a restaurant and they say, listen, I come with a lot of baggage. What comes to mind? Oh. We, uh huh. Go ahead. Roll your little eyes. Think all your bad thoughts. Project all your notions and narratives you had just created about this imaginary person when someone says something like that. Think your bad thoughts because I know you're thinking them, girl. But wait, just a minute ago, in that prior scenario, we were out here in baggage claim, claiming our baggage and about to knuck if you buck for it. But now we're out here like, oh, you got baggage and we don't want it, right? Oof. Oof. And that's the point of today. Let's start in baggage claim. I want us to start the process of claiming what's ours and rewriting the narrative that baggage has to be bad. Sure, it might be a lot of the things we don't like to talk about, but they're the things that are still a part of us. And whether we love it or not, we have learned something there. So again, thinking about our maleta, these are the things that are in my big suitcase. I'll go first. At the young age of 22, I had to fight for the career I had just graduated with because someone tried to sue me for all of it. My entire livelihood that I had just worked so hard for gone. And I fell into the deepest and darkest depression of my life. Another thing in my bag, I used to burn the shit out of my hair to make it straight because I adopted the belief that curls meant unruly, wild, and not beautiful. Another thing that's in my bag. A month ago, my mom said, and that's how I know that I never did anything right with you. And two weeks ago, she said, okay, well, starting now, you need to forget about bread and soda because you need to look presentable the fact that I don't have a Gilmore Girls relationship with my mom and recognizing that she had the power to make me crumble with a glance or a sentence. And the last, one of the last things in my bag is knowing that I spent a majority of my life believing that I shouldn't be a burden, an inconvenience, that I need to be perfect and good, that I need to be everything to everyone and then everyone will love me, but not too much because I should still be humble in a Mother Teresa kind of way. And that's all in my bag. And I'm going to stand in baggage claim and claim my shit. But my mind is going to be different around it because these experiences brought me versions of myself I had to grow from. I had to rebuild from. I had to learn to trust myself in. And that's what makes this bag valuable. Because I get it. We spend a lot of time trying to disassociate from this bag. Or... It's the things that we keep close to the chest, but hell to the knot. We need to say it with our chest. Okay? So, it's obviously no secret that we let our suitcase be a reminder of our bad, and it amplifies how we feel about ourselves or what we were always taught and modeled to be like. I don't want to be a bother. I don't want to be an inconvenience. I don't need help. I don't want to be a burden. I have made so many mistakes. You name it, and it lives here. But what we're really saying is, how can I possibly be good when I come with all of this? And this meaning our suitcase bag full of things. And if you're driving or you have a second and you can write things down, I want you to take a second to write down some of the things that are in your bag. And naturally, we do our best to grow, to move forward, to do our best, all while carrying all the beliefs we have in here, that maleta, and we downplay ourselves. Yes, I said it. And because we stay holding our suitcase Because we stay holding this, we come up with this. And it's me holding a super tiny, small ass, clutch size bag. I want you to literally picture the tiniest purse you have. And then go smaller. Our wants, wishes, and prayers are that tiny, tiny, tiny size because this size feels safe. Because if I ask for something this big, like that tiny, tiny space or that tiny, tiny size, if we ask for something that big, I'm not being a bother. I'm not being that much of an inconvenience. I'm not so much of a burden. And maybe just maybe my mistakes won't be weighed as heavy. And you know what that clutch size sounds like? It's when you write the email or the message to someone important of importance and you say, well, you probably won't read this or even respond to this, but or it's prayers and asks that are super tiny that say that say or sound like I just want one client or I'll take whatever or that's fine or I don't know or "What will people think It sounds like I'm gonna cancel me before I even give myself the opportunity to take my shot because this feels safe. And I want you to take a second and write down what of your what are some of your small asks or small prayers that you've absolutely been downplaying? But you know what I say to my small bags, those small, tiny, clutch-sized purses? I say, ooh, girl, you're convenient because you make me feel safe. But you also stay playing me because I am worthy of more. And I want you to go home with that reminder and say it with me, okay? You're convenient, but I am worthy of more. And you know why? Because one, expectation is free. And two, there is magic in your circumstance. And I have to give a major shout out to my coach, Kat, because she absolutely inspired this piece. And she's always talking about the relationship we have with our circumstance. But you know, I had to add some like Sylvia flavor on it. So here's my flavor what I mentioned before that there is magic in your circumstance. Sylvia what the fuck I know I know hold up let me tell you something okay hang on hang on now I'm not here to bullshit you when things are terrible I want you to absolutely validate that and sit in that because you got this ain't gonna do shit at that time but remember how I said that the suitcase spaces are the spaces I had to grow in I had to rebuild from and I had to learn my to trust myself in watch what we're going to do with that today back to my suitcase. That first part that I shared before, I learned to trust myself and my gut and not do the right thing because it seemed like the right thing, but it felt like the wrong thing. I learned to get everything in writing, no matter who it is. I learned that I can rebuild from something that almost killed me. I learned that because of that experience, I could pivot and move differently. So when I left my career as a speech therapist, it wasn't as daunting. I no longer feel as triggered around the law or lawyers because the last time I was in the presence of one, they were coming for blood and handing my ass to me. Today, I work with lawyers in the approval of my trademark and protecting my own business. That second one, I love my natural hair. I rarely straighten my hair, if ever, and when I do, I feel like I'm this whole other person. Curly hair isn't ugly. It's people's projections of what my hair means to them, but that ain't none of my business. I rebuilt and continue to rebuild my relationship with my mom. I trust myself in the sense that I know that this relationship will never be perfect, so I embrace the messy. I love myself in that relationship first and I find peace in the fact that I can love her, but she doesn't have to be the safe space I need because she doesn't know how to give that or be that. And I love myself in that because for a long time, I really hated myself because I used to believe the notion that I never met her standards and that used to kill me. And that last piece, I learned to love me All of me. Just like a John Legend song. I rebuilt my own identity and rooted in my real idols. And God, my faith, and what he sees me as because I was exhausted living for everyone else. And because I didn't know me. And let me tell you, Sylvia Brands is pretty poppin'. Which brings me to the last bag. And the last bag looks like Santa's big sack where he puts all of his presents to deliver to everyone in the whole world. So it's this huge Santa sack. So just visualize that as I keep reading. So which brings me to the last bag, but it comes with a story because you notice how I do. If you know me in real life, you'll know that I live for the holidays. And when Christmas comes, I'm out here twerking for Jesus Therefore, there's this piece of me that totally still believes in Santa, even though I know the parents out here are doing the damn thing. But you know why I love Santa? Because he represents the ability to believe to anyone at any age. And if you really know me in real life, you know I got a crazy ability to believe. And it's happened over time. But this brings me to my story. So Drake and I went to Disneyland. Fabulous, I know. We had a fun day and I'm a pro, so we're just crushing it. But then the pro didn't know that you need to have fast passes to see certain shows. Like literally just to stand in a specific area, you, you have to have a ticket for it. But before, you could just like first come, first serve it. Well, today, I really wanted to see the show and surprisingly, Drake did too. But once he realized that we needed the ticket, he was like, ugh, no, we won't be able to see it. Let's just go. And I was like, what? You have to believe, honey. And he high key rolled his eyes. And he was like, we don't have tickets. That's it. And they're checking everyone. And I was like, well, now with that attitude. Ain't nothing magical going to happen if you don't believe. And this is where Drake got annoyed and a little mad. And I said, I validate how you're feeling. And we've had a long day. But, oh, I lost my thought. I validate how you're feeling. We had a long day and I'm going to talk to the cast member. And he was like, please don't. And then that's where I was like, okay, I'm going to bring out the big guns. And I walked away from Drake. So I go to talk to the cast member and his name is Timothy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I love on him. Okay. He is a young man, works in service and in Disneyland of all places. Okay. I turn back and I say, honey, come on. Drake moved his ass and came to meet me, said thank you to Timothy. And we watched the show. Watch the show. Excuse me. Drake swallowed his pride and said, sorry. But the biggest moral of the story is that expectation is free, but it requires believing. I'm not lucky. I just believe. And that's what this bag requires. Remember, I'm holding a big Santa sack, a big, heavy dose of belief belief in you, seeing the magic in your circumstance and giving God or the universe a big bag to fill because it's going to stretch your faith, push you to trust yourself, which will ultimately expand your ability to believe. And you know what giving God or the universe a big bag to fill sounds like? Maybe the bag is your dream job with all the specifics. Maybe the bag is becoming debt-free with a plan of what you'll do after you're debt-free. Maybe the bag is feeling fulfilled all around. Maybe the bag is a baby. Maybe the bag is adopting the baby to complete your family. Maybe the bag is the companionship that you've always desired without settling on a damn thing. Maybe the bag is having a dope ass relationship with yourself that you've always known was possible. Maybe the bag is the job, career, business, or hobby. Maybe the bag is living out the vision you have always had, but with all of your specifics. So today I came to teach you to recognize that there is magic in your circumstance, even when circumstance feels like a death sentence. The magic may take a hot minute to show up, but stay patient and understand the assignment. Side note, that's your big maleta. The clutch is convenient but you're worthy of so much more and expectation is free, but you got to come heavy with the belief and come with the biggest bag to fill and get real specific because the maleta does not determine the Santa sack. The maleta is only amplified and gives you evidence that you deserve everything that's in the Santa sack. Thank you. My name is Sylvia Brands, encouraging you to live life a toda madre. God is love. (gasps) Woo. I really love that. I hope you did too. I felt like it was a lot more powerful in person, but I know that it's still probably something that you needed to hear today. And so I'm happy to share it with you. And I'm happy to share it with you because Sonia created that space within Mujeron Movement. And I'm able to share this with you because I worked really hard and created this word for that space. But I know that you needed to hear this too. I hope that you move through your Friday and through your weekend with this. I hope you share it with a friend. I hope you share it on IG or TikTok or whatever. And I'm so grateful for you because I know that there's a lot of things in that big suitcase that we haven't taken the time to dig in and see what the magic in that circumstance specifically was. Because we stay just in the clutch size purse space of just doing small asks, small prayers and being like, well, my big suitcase says I'm a bad person, so I'm not worthy of much. So I'm just going to stay in this space instead of really relishing in the fact that you deserve everything that is in that belief Santa sack. Because you're worthy. Ain't no question about it. So, I love that. I'm rooting for you, amiga. Your amiga is here. And always encouraging you to live life a toda madre. See you on the next one.